From Breaking Bad to Calling Saul, agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chillin', watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV. From suits to supernatural. Talking TV. Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black. True Detective bombed at second crack. The Walking Dead. Arrow and the Flash. Get into Geek, we are talking Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Episode 5 of Season 5, Rewind. It's finally here. It's finally here, Rewind. Or you. Yeah, me. You were you oh. fanging last week. You could not wait to get home and watch this episode. Well, just, you you tickled me, mate. You tickled <laughs> me. You gave me a little <laughs> bit of a Not for the first time, buddy. Right under the desk, that's what we do here. Yeah, hey. uh, well, my name is Mitch. This is Maddie, the Hello. tickler. Now, Maddie, you, you did say... <laughs> that's my you... superhero name. <laughs> The wizard, the you, tickler. You do not want to know about my French counterpart. Hey, oh, oh, do I? <laughs> He's simply known as the tongue. Um, okay, so we're talking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, it's on Seven Flicks. This is full spoilers, so only listen if you don't care about spoilers or you're watching this show along with us. But, yeah, rewind. You teased me at the end of last week. Once uh, Fitz is revealed at the end of the episode, you go, look, I've looked ahead. It's called Rewind. And we both said, do, does that mean we get to go back and see how Fitz got from the end of season four until this point in the future when he didn't even travel there with them? What's going on? And we get here, and that's exactly what we got. We had to. With a name like Rewind, yes! we had to get it. Otherwise, I would have just thrown the biggest tantrum. Mm. It's like, oh no, we're going to rewind you so you can see Cassius as a baby. <laughs> F*** you! No! You know what I'm happy about most is that they revealed... Fits at the end of last week's episode, and it wasn't like a pre-credits thing this episode because very soon after this episode starts, or six months in, into the storyline version of it, and you get Lance f***ing Hunter shows up as right. his attorney. I'm like, oh my god, he's back! <laughs> I would have lost my tiny f***ing mind if Fitz is reintroduced to this series and Hunter comes back after two seasons, all in the same episode. Yeah. Like I had to, I tempered my excitement when he showed up, and I'm like, oh, um, uh, General Talbot looks very strange and 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 younger, and oh my god, it's Lance! Holy <laughs> fucking shit, we're we gonna get Bobby. Now, obviously, we're not gonna get Bobby because she's with Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, she's over rocking on the Orville. In the Orville wasn't even like you know she's making another ABC show, and they're like, yeah, just go over to that set. That's fine. Mm. Yeah, sadly, and but at the same time, their relationship. What I always loved about their relationship is that they loved hating each other and yeah. they hated loving each other so much. If it that was gonna be any combination of people to do it yeah that was the right combination like that was the most viable yeah you know because it's yeah they do have this thing where he said we'll always be together we just won't always be in the same room yeah <laughs> and it was a perfect way to explain it and yeah and you didn't even need him to really go into it he said he could have said it in one line i think he explained it in about three made complete sense to those characters yeah. as much as like you said it sucked not to just see a um, subtle way for adrian palek be like fuck you for you know getting rid <laughs> yeah. of getting rid of my character promising me a show that didn't come through oh man i'll go get my own series and with hookers and blackjack <laughs> <laughs> And, and weird goo aliens. I don't know. I'm telling you off. What am I talking about? But oh, mate, she's the one that gets with the weird goo aliens. Trust I, me. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Her, her and Rob Lowe is a blue alien. Just. Well, okay. Well, you've got me now. So that's going to be our <laughs> ne- next podcast. Okay. We're going to go back to we're going to go back to the start, I guess. And yeah, he he gets taken in by. Do we even find out? Uh, Fitz, obviously, we're talking about what uh, agency he was 
he was taken by? Like, you, know, you can easily, oh, it's an FBI or it's, you know, some kind no, of shady like government was, agency. But It was kind of just Enoch. Mm. That, that we've, We get a name for the weird, bald alien guy that mm. we sort of, we met. Which is cool. He says, what does he say now? Oh, geez, it was a mouthful. He's a 30,000-year-old sentient chronicon. Yep, from the system. Named Enoch from the constellation Cygnus. Yep. And he's an anthropologist chronicling our history. Yeah. So I kind of feel like, and given what you said last week or the week before about when we were sort of, we there was that quick little cutaway scene of like two of those, the muscle guys just sort of chatting about not knowing what's going on. Yeah. I kind of feel like he's just, he's just he put he must have gotten shares in like Apple like back <laughs> right like he would have known right way back buy some shares in Apple so he's just kind of like bought these mercenary guys to yeah. do what he needed to do to get them like, yeah to get the whole team. But I, I kind of feel like he's not with an agency or anything. No, like that. I, but just... I mean the, the agency that took um, Fitz after Enoch had sort of taken away the, oh, the full right, team right, of right, agents. Right, right. Yeah, like they took him back. They're all wearing military clothes. Um, they're in a very military-looking installation. When he calls in Lance to sort of come and rescue him, Lance shows up as his attorney, and they go, mm. "Well, the law is the law. I've got to let you in." Like, have, it all operates. Have we seen that female general before? Like, the woman in charge? Like, she she looks familiar, but I don't know if it's from this show or not. Yeah, I I, I felt like they were trying to tell us that we either should or that she's going to play a bigger part. Yeah, like, and, maybe it's just she's had a scene maybe two seasons ago with General mm, Talbot or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, because that was the first thing she said when she walked in, right? It was like, they go, oh, who are you? Who's in charge? And she goes, well, it's not Talbot. Because you guys yeah. capped him, yeah. And then only at the end of the episode when she shoots her two, you know, little soldiers yeah. beneath her. Just in case you weren't sure whether she was going to be the bad guy or <laughs> yeah. not. And I'm like, okay, well, before now it was just that you were the head of this this agency or at least this this um, centre facility. Now it's like, okay, you've got something, you've got mm. some, you know, play. Have they have they definitely weeded out all the Hydra? Like, is that... I don't think that'll ever go away. I'm, I'm not convinced Hydra will ever... And I don't mind that, because I, I love Hydra as bad guy. I mean, we've spoken about this on this show, on our Get Into um, Gate, our Stargate podcast, is that Nazis make great bad guys. And so I'm happy well, to... if you want someone to hate really easily, yeah. just give them a Nazi background. Boom, yeah, yeah. hated. Easy. So, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not afraid if they, if, they, if they keep coming back to this show and then it's Well, like, and the whole premise of Hydra is... A hydra. Yeah. Cut one head off and two more grow. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of makes sense that they're just this weed that you just can't get rid of. Yeah. Now, it was, you know, what I love about Fitz is he's so, you know, it was very Fitz, that first sort of six month of his storyline. Like, he was there trying to convince them, I don't know anything, but I will help you. And that sort of, mm. I guess, helped them believe him. And he just sat there just every day, just research. It was very weird that he had to do all this research in books. I'm like... Once those books are printed, they're immediately out of date. But whatever, yeah. you're like this genius scientist. They're not giving him a computer. No. There's no way they're giving him a computer. <laughs> so he's going through doing all the research. He wants to watch soccer. And and then, you know, he's writing letters to the editor or, or you know, writing, you know, at least his, his his two cents in for the for the magazine. I'm like, okay, clearly that's not what it is. But he sold it off as being, oh, he's a horrible keeper. Oh, you know? see, I, I didn't get that. Yeah. I just thought, oh, that's his one... Outlet. Like, that's his luxury item. Yeah, That's the right. one thing he's allowed to do. Yeah. I totally oh, didn't see that it was going to be a secret communication yeah. thing. I, that totally blindsided well, me. Well, the TV, I thought, oh, that's his outlet. Like, he he needs some escape into the real world. And, and it, well, the first time it showed the TV on, with a soccer match on, he is still working. He's not even watching the game. So it's almost just like he needs some background noise. And I liked how he would be working then he'd still look at the TV and just like scream you know and get yeah. furious like footy fans do I do the same thing every you know eight times a weekend really so I like that he was doing that and then once and most he... people just be like 
He's European. It's that yeah. their thing. <laughs> that's just soccer, fine. isn't it? Yeah. yeah that's, we get it. He's a soccer hooligan. And then when he wrote that letter, I'm like, oh, hang on. Oh, this is all part of, you know, some kind of ruse. But then he was still getting frustrated at the games. I'm like, oh, he's actually getting sort of two levels out of this. <laughs> like, it's allowing him to sort of write a um, uh, a more intelligent letter, you know, a more up-to-date, educated letter into this mm. magazine. But he's also getting to watch the games, but he's also getting frustrated. This... So I love that he, whatever he wrote, we didn't really get to find out exactly what it was. But that Hunter was able to read this and go, what the? Yeah. What the hell? Something's going it's, on here. There's a code it's here. It's funny. I always forget, like, like Fitz has come such a, like, he and, and Gemma, I think, have had the most growth yeah. in terms of how far they've come from the pilot, just in terms of their character changes. Yeah. I always forget that, yes, they are, like, agents and spies and that sort of, if, you, if it was Coulson or Mac or Bobby and Lance or anyone like that, if it was them in that situation, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they're doing a spy thing. Mm-hmm. But I forget that he's got that training. Yeah. Like, because if you compared him to like the first episode, completely different character. Like he's got so much experience now. Yeah. Like the level of intensity that he gets. And then obviously later on uh, when they managed to jump on board the Zephyr. Yeah. And then he's just like, you go start everything up. I'll take care of these guys. And just goes full 007 on them. <laughs> like I was just like, Fitz, you f***ing legends. <laughs> like it was so good. All for his girlfriend, mate. No, that's, yeah. I, I love that too. And you're right because... You, you don't expect that, like, what? Well, he and Gemma not... are the nerds. They're the nerds. Yeah. They're always, first and foremost, they're the nerds. Yeah. But then every now and then they get given these badass moments like this. We yeah. just go, oh, yeah, that's right. Or even not so badass, but very spy. I don't know whether it was a week ago or two weeks ago, but the um, the lip reading. And, like, so yeah. Gemma can't hear, but she's lip reading. And it's like, no, she can do that. She is a spy. Her just specialty is in the science and research division, you know. But she is otherwise still... A yeah. spy and has had all that sort of training. So I um I do have a note here too that just on the um uh the fight on the Zephyr, which was awesome, like the the gunfight, the fact that they still took the time to find ISIS mm. so that Fitz can take out because they're just American military guys, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, they could be completely clueless as to what they're going, yeah, like what they're what they're shooting at, who they're fighting for, all that sort of stuff. They're just following orders. I love that they took the time to find ISIS so that the boys could do that. Yeah. And they're not taking any lives. Yeah. And I've literally got a note here that says, you hear that, Belanti? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. That's a whole other chat. You can come and join us some more DCTV and we can talk about oh, it. Jesus. So, okay, they go and see uh, Enoch and, you know, without looking at them, he's like, I've been expecting you. And I forgot that he only survives on coconut water, obviously. Uh, his whole fridge is, is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. Because we're going to like, is that milk? Because there's no way he could drink that much before it would get out of date. <laughs> that was my first yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. No, coconut water makes more sense. Yeah, so he says to them, they don't even know what question they ask. He's like two zero nine one. Like what two zero nine one? The Earth year. And I'm like, oh. And so that's we now Boom. know yeah, two thousand and ninety one. So we're just over seventy years behind where our agents have been sent. So I kind of like that it wasn't you know two or three hundred years into the future or anything yeah. crazy because that's where I was honestly thinking it was going to get to was that it was oh, mate, so tw- far removed twenty three seventy. What's is that? Oh, okay, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it took me a second to catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was good that I actually liked that. Yeah, because they teamed up with him because the first episode, he seems evil because he he kidnaps well, yeah, our guy. Yeah, you guys. think he's the bad guy for the season? Yeah, you think you know he's working with the Kree, or he could be a Kree in disguise, mm. or I mean, he, from what we saw in the first episode, when you kind of saw his silhouette when he took off his skin suit. Yeah. You're like, okay, we can't be a Cree, but maybe he's an alien working with mm-hmm. the Cree, or is he a robot? Uh, who knows? Yeah. But the fact that he's 
He's not the bad guy. No. Yeah. No, like he's he's almost seems like a guy that would be neutral, but at the same time he is he's he's just helping. Like he's there to mm. observe, but he will help those that need it. Like our guys and the and Robin, the young girl and the and the mother who when they went up the the seer, as they were calling it, I'm like, mm. Oh, where I know that mother, I've seen that mother before, where's she from? And then they referenced the daughter and all, and it wasn't until Fitz picked up that uh, the bird, the carved yeah. the Robin carved out of wood, and I'm like, Oh right. That's the wife and daughter of some guy that I meant to remember yeah, now. Yeah, see, I had the same thing. Is I didn't... That sort of part of the series is where it kind of lost me a little bit. Yeah. Because that's... I reckon that's at least... That's got to be near the end of season three, I Yeah, because isn't, uh, isn't he the one that gives Daisy the vision of what we find out to be Lincoln and Hive yeah, like floating right. in the spaceship, which was the end of season three. Yeah, well, I that would have been say. like midway through season three when that sort of stuff was happening, when when she's trying to prevent it and all that sort of give yeah, it. Yeah, so it was like end. early season three yeah. is when he has that vision and then finds a way to pass it on to her. Yeah. And then that's kind of her driving force for all of season three. Mm. So that's that's a fair while ago. Yeah, so it was a nice little, well, little throwback. I liked that it was her. And then it made sense mm. that she sees these things. Her dad was someone who saw visions, but mm. she sees them as well. But like, It was just hard for me because I didn't pay enough attention to all that sort of stuff yeah. for it to really resonate with me uh, when, we, when we see her here. Mm. So yeah, I was just a little bit like, Oh, oh, okay. So I think if I was a real hardcore fan of the show, yeah. I'd be like, oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was kind of just like, oh. Okay. Well, I love the show, but I, at the same time, I couldn't give you a name of that father. I couldn't put a face no. to the actor. Nothing. I just know that it's like, oh, they're referencing I that. don't, I mean, you know awesome. me, I, I love a rewatch, but I don't know that I've ever seen an episode of, of um, S.H.I.E.L.D. twice. Like, yeah. Except for the pilot. I watched the pilot yeah. a couple of times because it didn't grab me straight away. No, I mean, either, yeah. So it took me a couple of goes to um, to get into it, like to, mm. to give it a chance. But um, but yeah, it's not like it's not like in the off season I'm going back and rewatching the entire season. No, like, no. Like I used to do with a lot of other, my, well, my, a lot of my favorite TV shows. Yeah. I just rewatch them over and over and over and over. There's and over a few again. that I could definitely pick out, but I'd say they would be the ones that tie into. The movies, like the the pre Captain America Winter Soldier and post Winter Soldier episodes of season one, oh, where you yeah. found out that uh, Bill Paxton's character was part of was Hydra, Hydra, and so was Ward. Yeah, and the episode where Sif showed up, I remember that. Yeah. she was chasing um, and that sort of stuff. Actually, Siren. Yeah, that's right. The one I really want to rewatch, just because I've only ever seen it once, and just because it is a tie-in episode, but. Uh, the Age of Ultron tie-in. It's 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 sort of set pre Age of that, Ultron, that kind of in the up, middle of Ultron. That sets up the um the helicarrier. Helicarrier. Yeah. That's that sets up the helicarrier um that shows up at the end of Ultron. Yeah, because otherwise, because a lot of people criticise that, going, "Where the hell did Nick Fury yeah. pull this helicarrier?" Because you from? watch the you just watch the movies. You get Winter Soldier. Hydra is exposed as being part of or most of Shield. Their three main helicarriers, if not all of them, get destroyed in a Winter Soldier. Nick Fury goes rogue, and uh, Shield is no more. And then obviously that's what Agents of Shield had to deal with. Come Age of Ultron, uh, a year later, in, in both in real life and uh, and in story time, and you know Nick Fury shows up and to to sort of talk to you know the Avengers about trying to how they should go about stopping Ultron and all those sort of things. And, oh, I've got some things maybe I can help you out with. And then all of a sudden he shows up at the end of Sokovia and he's got a fully-fledged helicarrier, fully staffed. And you're like, yeah. yeah, where did this come from? And so I like that time. And, but actually rewatching it a couple of weeks ago going into Infinity War, he does say, oh, just something I found 
uh, thanks to some old friends mm. or something. And like that's just like okay, cool. He's went back to some even... Shield people that he know that he knows are good and would never would never be Hydra. But then you watch the show and it's like oh no, Coulson found that for him. Yeah. So it's just a nice little time. You know means that, nothing. I know we're getting off on on a tangent here, but um, you fun. know um, in uh, Winter Soldier. When Crossbones has like got the gun to the head of that tech guy, yeah, and telling him to launch the thing, and then Agent 13's like, and they have that standoff, yeah, yeah. That guy that he's got the gun to the head of is on the helicarry in Ultron, and he's launching the lifeboats. He has that, really. He has that line about. I thought I'd recognize him somewhere. That's yeah. the saying. That oh, char- that's cool. Yeah. So little things like that, you're like, that's cool. And yeah. if that character showed up in Agents of Shield. I totally buy it. Yeah, like I'm like that's cool. I'm trying to think of the actor's name. He has that uh, TV show about the cop Bosch. Oh god, what's his name? Anyway, he was a big part of, or an ongoing part at least. I think of season two of Shield, and it was cool to have him just sort of show up in the show. But he was first introduced in the very first one shot with the Avengers Blu-ray, oh. the um, Item Forty Seven, I think, and you had the two. You know, just sort of rogue, you know, mid 20 somethings find a Shatari weapon and going around Bonnie and Clyde style. And he was one of the two. It was him and, um, what was the bald guy that ended up being Hydra? Sitwell? Sitwell, yeah. Him and Sitwell that, um, that sort of had to deal with them. So it was a nice little throwback again to something kind of related to the movies that it just brings it all together. Like it is mm. so messy. It's like they're creating a universe, Mitchell. Well, like it, a whole universe. It really is, but it's so disconnected <laughs> as much as they want to say that it's connected. Mm. But I like these little tie-ins and, and things. Only so. they do it to the Netflix shows. Just bring them in a little bit. Just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Just have Colson show up at some point and talk to Jessica just Jones. Bring yeah, just, just bring in the tickler. Just bring in the tickler. So we'll see. I can't wait to the end of this season because I know at the moment you know, Infinity War has just been released here in Australia. We're a couple of weeks behind on this podcast, but um, weeks, months, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but America are a fair few weeks ahead of us uh, with Agents of Shield, and so their tie-in episodes, if there is going to be one, would have already happened by now. So I'm excited to see if they are mm. going to tie in this future. Again, I don't know how, but this future set Agents of Shield storyline with the current day Infinity yeah. War and what that. Well, Means. and I'd love Captain Chronology maybe to figure out for the Shield agents. It must mm. have been five years since the attack on Manhattan, but does Infinity War take place five years after Avengers One? I don't know if it does. I think it takes takes place two years after Civil War. I think they actually. Well, I think it does in Infinity War, and uh, no spoils if you haven't seen it. But they do actually reference that it's six. Iron Man says he's been thinking about aliens basically for six years. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, that ties in then. Yeah. Because you think, okay, well, Col- if Coulson was quote-unquote killed in the first Avengers, he could have been on ice for six, eight months, who we, d- we don't really know. Yeah. So there's a year plus five years of um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show, six years. Boom. Yeah. I'm happy to rubber stamp that. But. Yeah. And you've done, they've done a lot where, like, say, you know, the season really started, the series really started around Thor the Dark World and then ended with Winter Soldier. And then they've obviously tied in as well with Age of Ultron. They've tied in as well mm. with Civil War with the Soviet, Sokovia Accords. Was that season but, three? Uh, Accords. Yeah. That would have been, ooh, yeah, I guess so. End well, that of, ties end in because that's two years ago. So, yeah, yeah that's. Well, they're but then you've well, got then. season four where so much of that took place over a couple of days ah, when they're in the framework. That's true. And then season five takes place immediately after the events of season four. But mm. at the same time, season four could have been actually set months and months and months yeah. after it was aired. So it all yeah. will tie to Infinity War. And in the end. Let's borrow a line from Ben. It's a TV show. It really does tie in if you wanted to tie in. Well, that's where shows like, and I've mentioned a bit, Buffy in particular was great like that because it's like they would do these great 
they wouldn't do so much cliffhangers, but mm. they, you know, they do a, do a whole season. But because it was kind of centered around the school year, mm. it's just like, oh, they would go on summer break for three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nothing ever happened, <laughs> you know, that we needed to know about. So I love that these shows, like six months of the year, this particular city is the most dangerous place in America. Mm. The other six, nothing oh, happens. Teen Wolf is a shocker for that because they went, um, they went six seasons, I think. Yeah. And those six seasons covered, I think, three years of high school. So it's like yeah, right. one one season was like sometimes three months yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of the school year. And then suddenly it would jump another three months. It was insane. Yeah. So it's like this poor kid who was like, I think, 20 when the show started, <laughs> playing like a 16-year-old, yeah. was 26 yeah. playing like an 18-year-old by the end of it. It's, it's just like, like, man, you have aged terribly yeah, in high school. Yeah, I'm not buying him as, as a high school student. And he's, you know, got covered in tattoos yeah. and all that sort of stuff now. And I'm just like, I'm not buying that. Not one bit. <laughs> back to uh, back to Sheer. One thing I really liked was uh, when the agents of, of unknown uh, origins that were chasing our guys and now Enoch and they were knowing that there was someone who could see the future with that little drawing. I, I like the agents when they went to Enoch's house and the female agent was looking at this drawing on the fridge and she's looking mm. at the, the male agent who's eating an apple and she's like, someone was... can see the future and the, the, the picture was exactly what they were doing Yeah, because right I was, was like, really cool. why is this no-name extra eating an apple like an arrogant douche? Because yeah. it's one of the most arrogant things you can do. Yeah. It's like stupid friggin' Chris Pine did it, you know, intentionally to be arrogant in like the first Star Trek reboot. Yeah. He's eating an apple on the bridge because it's so arrogant. And I'm like, <laughs> why is this douche who we've never met, don't even know his name, he's yeah. just like extra number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah going into this kitchen and eating a friggin' apple. And then I'm like, oh, that's why. And that's of a potential suspect. Like, you don't know what that apple is. Right. That could be anything. This guy's got a whole fridge full of coconut water. Yeah. You don't know how to trust his fruit. But when they they get back to uh, the park, or they get to the park, and they're tra- chasing um, our guys, and then Enoch's like, here, put these little earbuds in, and then boom. And yeah. they disappear, and they look at their watch, and they go... We've just lost half an hour of time. He looked at and his like, watch a little oh. bit too quickly for me. It's like they came out and looked straight at his watch. Yeah. I was like, whoa, come on, man. Yeah, don't, don't let that be your first assumption. You've but, just been frozen in a park for the last 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, so did it, like, who else did it freeze? Because there was a lot of people in that park. So did everyone else just walk around these weird people in suits standing still? Or did it freeze probably, the entire they park? They probably thought it was a flash mob. Yeah. <laughs> just waiting for it to happen. Because it seemed to be, obviously, the same tech they used in the diner at yeah, the start yeah, of the sure. season. So, yeah, I feel like there's obviously got to be a, a range to it. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, probably everyone in that park was just kind of, you know, in the, within a 20 or 30 meter radius or something like suspended that. Was just kind too. of just suspended for 30 minutes while they yeah. wandered off. I just love that. Like, just this, the, like, oh, we just lost half an hour. And I'm like, but you... For you, it's been two seconds. Like, what mm. kind of mind f- would that be? But yeah. that was um, that was really cool. So yeah, then they get to you know they know what they have to do. You know, um, uh, uh, Hunter says he'll look after the the mother and daughter. And Enoch, he's like, I've been here. I've been here for thirty thousand years. Let alone how old he might be. Yeah. And what's what's another seventy? You know, I'll just stick with you. What what are you doing? How are you getting there? Fits time travel? No, I'm just gonna freeze myself and cover. And they're like, Yeah. What? And I, that's when I started to get really sad for the character, man. I'm like, you know, and, and you know, no spoilers for our mate, Reese, who on our other show, Get In The Gate, he's watching this show for the first time. That's what Get In The Gate is. Stargate, one episode per week, introducing a new fan to it. Uh, Reese wouldn't know this reference. So I won't go into it too much, but maybe you'll understand it, Maddie, and, and anyone else out there that watches Stargate. Mm. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Teal'c's sacrifice very near the end of, yeah. uh, of Stargate SG-1. Just sacrificing time of his own life yeah. for the sake of his friends. Now, you may not have seen it, but it's also, for me, the first thing I thought of was actually uh, Stargate Universe. Mm, and the no, fi- I haven't yet. The no. final episode of 
what ended up being the final episode of the series. Yeah, yeah. Is there's a very similar, a very similar thing happens there. Right. But it's it's almost the opposite. It's the entire crew, not to give anything huge away, but the entire crew has to go into stasis to yeah. survive, but one person has to stay out right, yeah. to maintain everything. So it's, yeah, it's very cool. It's very noble. Yeah. And that's what I thought with, with I mean, you know, Fitz, he got frozen, but at the same time, like he is risking his life, but it goes back to what you were saying before. He's a badass, but at the same time, He's just such a nice bloke, and he absolutely cares and loves mm. every one of his team members. Obviously, Gemma first and foremost, but at the same time, his people are out of their own time. Yeah. He wants to bring them back. Well, and what option does he have? He's got the option to freeze himself yeah. to get to them, like to basically his family, yeah, or tool around for the rest of his life, missing them with Lance. Yeah, I know what I'd choose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> freeze me, freeze and, me up. And I started to think about Lance too. I'm like, what does he do? Like, does he just live out the rest of his life, and every day he just thinks about? Fitz going, oh, Fitz is still frozen. He's still in yeah. that box. You know, he's on his deathbed, still fighting with Bobby. They're 90 years old, still hitting each other. And he's like, Fitz is still in that box. Yeah. You know, just waiting. Floating what? up in space somewhere in a spaceship. What's old mate doing? What's Enoch doing? Is he, did he stay there the whole time? Did he go and move like, somewhere else and, I feel and like observe? If he's, if he's 30,000 years old, 70 years oh, is like, nothing. that's a nap. Yeah. Like, he probably just took a nap. <laughs> just went out and bought more coconut he just, water. He just didn't even take his shoes off. He just like <laughs> flopped down on the couch, shoes still on. Yeah. Just had a quick nap. So the hope is that he couldn't travel through time because the um, obelisk, whatever yeah. it's called, only works sort of well, one opened, way at a time. It opened from the other end. Right. So right. that's, yeah. So, so they need to go. He needs to go to the future to get a, back. It's a bit weird. So obviously Robin's, I'm still wrapping myself around the whole Robin premonition thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, so to prevent the future from happening, she's got to send the team to the future mm. so they can find something out. Yeah. So, and then figure out a way to get themselves back mm. to fix the future. That's a bit of a stretch for yeah, me until yeah, yeah. I found out a bit more information. If only she spoke more. Yeah. <laughs> work through the logic. Buy her a printer. Get her in his crayons. <laughs> yeah. Get her, you know. You can draw, love, write something. Come on. You're old enough. Put some words down. So, um, so yeah, the, um, the obelisk can only be activated from the future. Mm. So, obviously, the obelisk maybe can only go back in time, can pull people from back in time, might be that particular obelisk's thing mm. so she's had a vision or whatever and known when it was going to open so that's why she said enoch get them and place them there so they were going to be there there at the right time yeah yeah so i understand those logistics but it's just the why of mm. why they needed to go to the future like why go to a future to prevent that future mm. it's mm. like it's like the opposite of terminator yeah. terminator they come back in the past to prevent that from happening yeah it's not like we know Skynet's going to happen, so they send them to the future to, to get information out. to come back yeah. to prevent. Yeah, it's, so it's yeah, it's a little bit weird so far, but it's interesting. Yeah, so we'll see. I think all in all, for me, I this it could be my favorite episode of the season so far. I don't know oh, whether for it's, me definitely. Yeah, so far, okay, definitely. Oh, well, I'm more comfortable in saying that. Then. <laughs> so I don't know whether peer pressure. <laughs> that's just because of the catch up nature. It's that we already know where Fitz has got to get to. Mm. So let's find out well, how he we does. Already, yeah, we already know that he's there. Yeah. So, yeah, we need to know the why. So yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad they took an episode to yeah. do it. Because otherwise, they've taken four episodes to tell us the agents 
how they left and to the point where they obviously see Fitz mm. and Fitz's storyline is wrapped up in 40 minutes. So yeah. it's just a lot of story compressed and that maybe that's why it felt yeah. more exciting. I'm that... glad. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't try and do like an A story, B story and like mm. cut to the future and then cut back. And yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm glad they didn't do that. They just gave us that whole storyline because yeah. we have spoken about it. Um, runaways, mm. uh, that we, we may do a chat on or not, but they do that in, I think their second or third episode, mm. they kind of go back and retell the first episode. Second episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from the point of view from, of the parents mm. rather than the children. And it, to me, it's not as successful as no. what Rewind is. No, I, I, and I love that pilot episode of, of Runaways. And then I was equally as excited to watch the second episode. And even though it was the same story, different perspective, yeah, I, did, mm. I didn't feel it at all. Yeah. It was strange. Even, um, and this is a bit of one of my guilty pleasures, is uh, This Is Us, mm. which is that Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show. Um, they do a very similar thing where they actually do it over three episodes. Yeah. So they tell, because there's three kids, there's triplets in that show. So, and they, they jump back in time. Like they'll, they'll have them in their thirties, but yeah. then you can jump back and the B story is them in there as 18 or yeah. them as 12 or them as 10 or whatever. Um, and so they do it over three episodes and the three episodes are literally called number one, number two, number three. Yeah, right. So number one tells the story of the firstborn child past and present. And then episode two uh, sorry, number two tells the story of, of the, the middle child, like the middle of the of the triplets. And in both timelines, there's little intersecting moments where you see oh, cool. you see the other half of the scene and that yeah. sort of stuff. And then they do it again in episode three with number three, and they do it with the third of the triplets. And yeah, you nice. see his perspective. It's really, really well done. Yeah. So yeah, this, this rewind, I think, was really done, really well done the way they did it, not to, not to try and do that and mm. to cut with stuff and just tell us the story, catch us up, and now we're, we, we get it. You know. Well, do you know the title of the next episode? Uh, I do. Good. Can you tell me? Because I got really excited last time. Am I going to get excited again? Probably not. Okay. It's just called Fun and Games. Yep. Doesn't excite me. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not like Rewind did, but... No, because I feel like there's there's not a lot of fun or games going on. No. So... No one's cracking smiles up there. Yeah, there's obviously some sarcasm in that that episode title. No, either way, I'm excited. And the idea of, I guess, S.H.I.E.L.D., what it's been doing the last two seasons is, you know, it, this, this won't be its 22-episode arc. Like, it will get to the 13, yeah. you know... They said they're doing them in, in pods. Very yeah. much like last season, it's it's two-episode arcs per season. So they yeah. it's almost like they're trying to do Netflix, and they're trying to do, like, 12, 13 episodes, yeah. but they still have a 22-episode season order. Yeah. So they're doing sort of two, two um, part A, part B, which a lot of shows are doing. Teen Wolf, that I spoke about yeah. before, does it. Uh, Suits is doing it, mm. you know, so... So we're nearing, we're nearing the halfway mark, I guess, of this current storyline, what I expect yeah. to be this current storyline. So now that they're all back, like, we really should start getting the ball moving. Hopefully we get back down to the surface. Mm. We start finding out exactly what's going on with these aliens buying inhumans and all that sort of shit. So, yeah. fun and games. Title doesn't excite me because um, it doesn't tell me anything. But I'm looking forward to it. before we go, I do want to reference a couple little bits and pieces. That ferret moment was absolutely brilliant when they pull those big, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. look like cannons out of the back of the truck, and they're <laughs> going to get real badass, and then they're ferrets. I think that's brilliant and makes sense as to why there were ferrets in the back of that van in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> um, something that I think you and I will both love is just as uh, Fitz is about to get frozen. They reference oh my, Empire. Yeah, I'm brilliant. like, that's gold. That's excellent. <laughs> Even though the the cryogenic pot itself, though, was terrible. Yeah, it was wasn't just much this plastic it. little hinge. Do you know what that actually is? That's what they had actually attach in modern day to the sides of like helicopters. So if they're going to evac you, yeah. they put you on one of those, and that's a little cover. Yeah. to keep you warm. That's all it was. Yeah, it was, no, it was, there wasn't much to it, it at terrible. all. <laughs> and then the other thing is, is at the end where they go to hide out with uh, Robin and all that sort of stuff. They call it the lighthouse because yeah. there's a big lighthouse there and then there's all the stuff underneath it. 
isn't that what they called it in the future? Like where they're all living in the future. Isn't that called the lighthouse? Did they say? Did they say that? You know what? I don't remember. I thought they might have. Yeah. So in my head, I'm going, are they in the future? They just happen to be in the same facility where Fitz is hiding out. Yeah. I mean, it's a good way, I guess, for them to cheaply reuse sets. Mm. Um, But obviously Fitz is in the future now, so we'll probably never see it again. Well, it makes sense because where did he leave that? Didn't he? He left the, the postcard with Robin, right? That's right. Yeah. And then... The, I'm working on it. And then that's yeah. what our guys find in what, the future. What's his name? Homer said or whatever. Homer had it in... Um, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's the guy Homer from uh, Tomorrow When the War Began. He was oh, the, right, yeah, yeah, he had that in his quarters, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that would kind of make sense. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did like before we wrap this up, Matty, uh, just on the back of your list, uh, very, very small, but like when he did throw... That's um, what she said. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> when he did tell Fitz that whatever he was looking for was, is oh, it's back near the margarita machine and the ferret cages. It's like, what is on this thing? Yeah. And then he goes back and finds all that stuff. And then and Fitz is there. He's working on whatever machine that he's you know needing to, I don't know, amplify. And Lance is just sitting off to the side, just through a straw, drinking a margarita. Yeah. Then in reference, and I'm like, that's brilliant. Like that's it's, to me, that's Whedon. I know yeah. this is you know uh, Joss's brother and sister-in-law. Yeah. That's that's just a that's little bit Whedon-esque to me. Something you think is a throwaway line, yeah, and then comes back later on and is nothing to do with the plot. Nah, it just, just funny. It's good. Just that little bit of extra a little taste, taste little flavor. Yeah. Although it kind of undid it for me right at the end. It was probably the actor himself just having too much fun. When right at the end of the scene, and Hunter says something, looking at the screen, and, and like slurps the margarita, and I'm like, oh man, I feel mm. like that the gag was fine because it wasn't referenced. Now that you're actually making a point of slurping. A very full margarita. Like, what? Why is it slow? Again, tiny little nitpick. Mm. Doesn't really make any difference. But I like that. Just that little touch there, and that was classic Hunter as well. Like, yeah, he's been away for two and a half seasons, and yet you bring yeah. him back. And yeah, May's not getting in, away so. with that. There's no. no way May's getting away with sipping <laughs> on a margarita. I'd like to see a try. <laughs> all right. Well, it is uh, on Seven Flicks, of course. Uh, you can check it out there. You can check out all their old uh, podcasts on the show. Everything else we're doing, plenty of movie reviews, some trailer reviews as well, uh, also on the superhero front on TV. Maddie's uninvolved, but we're talking DC TV. Myself, <laughs> uh, Ben, and Terry breaking down the Arrowverse each and every week. Are uh, Some big movies coming our way over the next couple of weeks uh, when we are currently recording this. Deadpool is a mere week away, which is Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I think I could have seen it a week ago and I turned it down. Kill me now. Oh, God, I've never, I said no and I regretted it ever since. Oh, so mate, like, you're getting a massive tickle later. Hey, thank you. And hey, um, <laughs> then a week later we get uh, Solo. So uh, it's a good time to be well, a geek. You know. It's a good time. I just did think of something that might get you excited for next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Not so much the title, but the director of the episode. Do tell. Clark Gregg himself, Phil oh, Coulson. Oh, this is the one he directed. This is his premiere directorial oh, nice. debut. Very so that might cool. Be something to get excited about. Yeah, I've been waiting for this because I saw him teasing it in the uh, in the off season when mm. uh, when they were shooting, but nothing had. had yeah, aired. I think on his Insta, like he put up a picture of like a yeah. real menacing looking Cree or something like that. And so. they'd be nudging towards, I guess, their hundredth episode very very soon. Usually, season five is yeah, yeah. Is the hundredth. So, so. Um, yeah, looking forward to that too. So, some big milestones to the show and. Mm. Alright, we'll see where we go from here. So, uh, apart from all the stuff we do on Get Into Geek, uh, go to the other podcast that Maddie and I are a part of that we have mentioned twice in this episode. I don't think we've ever plugged it twice in an episode before, but Get Into <laughs> Gate, talking Stargate SG1, introducing one of our other team members from Get Into Geek. 
Reese uh, to Stargate SG-1, one episode per week. We're about uh, midway through Season 4, so uh, jump on board, get into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Otherwise, please join us again next week talking more Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. right here on Get Into Geek. Get into geek.com.